we're doing uh, we're doing a podcast tonight. It's uh, what does today's date? October twenty fifth. Ah, October twenty fifth. This is not a communique. Uh, this is just a podcast, and I don't know exactly how we'll classify it later on. Uh, All right, have a good time at the play. What time are you going to be back? I don't know how long it is. Uh, that's not a satisfactory answer. You got your cell phone? I'll call you when I find out. That sounds good. Have fun. Be safe. I got to get her a dove there, probably. There's a box full. I know, but they're all semis, and she needs a revolver. She needs like a lightweight 38. That's what's sitting in my purse right now. Well, that's why she needs one of those, something simple. Pull I'll trade you this thing. revolver for 18 of those. I'll pass. Generous offer. It's $3 a piece, man. I'm You're not going to get that kind of price. Well, you know, I don't know I don't know if I want to clip you that bad. <laughs> Did I point out this thing is incredibly loud? Oh, that's a, is it a Magnum or a 22? 22 short. Short? Yeah. Short? Yeah. That's the old original unfluted cylinder. Oh my god, that is tiny. Look at that little button here. Mm -hmm. It is amazingly loud, though. Well, that's good. You like loud. Her dad her dad thought I was shooting 357 Magnum right behind the house. In a 22 short. Literally. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. You know how, you know how <coughs> I don't, you've never met my mom, but you know, she's a little saint that mm -hmm. lives in Louisiana. There was this mean tomcat that beat up on this. Uh, Mr. Socks, and it was this awful, mean tomcat. And my mother, who was just the sweetest thing, when we went to visit, told Dave, Dave, I got something I want you to do. You need to kill that cat. <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, she's advocating the death of a creature so here. So did you whack the pussy or what? No, I, uh, <laughs> I'm standing out there. I'm standing out there with her dad, and the, the cat comes in the yard, and her dad goes, there's that cat. I'm standing with a 22 in my hand. Because there's there's that cat. Shoot that cat. Yeah, I missed it. It was all of 25 feet away. <laughs> my father-in-law was like, hey, nice shooting, dead eye. <laughs> <laughs> the cat come back after you shot at it? No, I, all I saw was uh, cat assholes disappearing into shrubbery after that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we had a fat one. We called it Fat Freddy Cat. lived here for years. It finally expired because I hadn't seen it in quite a while. But that fucking cat was just ornery and stupid. It would try to pick fights with Buddy Buddy. I got after it with BB guns. It wouldn't run. You know, I upgraded to break barrel uh, pellet rifles. It wouldn't run. You know, so finally I gave in. You know, when we got the airsoft down, I just machine gunned the shit out of it. You know, yeah. that bothered it. That'll but work. It would run. Well, that's the difference, I think, nowadays between still living out in the country and being in an area like this. We had a bunch of feral dogs that run around in the country. And it, one of them made the mistake of coming on our porch and growling at my dad. The last thing that dog ever saw was my dad with a 357, and he shot it. Yes. It knew what a gun was. It had obviously been shot at before because it ran when it, when it saw him coming. What the hell she was doing? But, uh, I don't know. It's Probably a ghost. Her quarters technique. Obviously. I'll have to inquire. Actually, that does sound like a quarter. <laughs> She's flipping something, but I don't know what, what the intent is behind that. Olivia does some strange things. Love the girl, but she does some strange things that, that I have difficulty understanding the purpose behind. Uh, this is an example of one. <laughs> I don't know exactly what to be gained from this, but what the hell? She's happy. She could be doing much, much worse things. Well, this is true. I mean, all my kids could be doing much worse things. 
And this is John Carter took off to college. I mean, he called yesterday. It's the first time I've heard from him in three weeks. Wow. Yeah. He's going to come home at the end of the semester, but he didn't, you know, he's quite happy down here at West Georgia. I just hope like Ellie doesn't bomb out in his first semester. I mean, if he can, if he can get a couple of B's, maybe a C. I'd rather see some A's than a B, but. It can come back to haunt you. Yeah. It can't come back to haunt you. Edgar was trying to get into medical school. He flunked out of his first semester at Tulane mm -hmm. and had to take like a semester of academic suspension and went back. That was, well, at that point, almost 20 years before he decided to go to medical school. Mm -hmm. He could not get into medical school because of that. He's like, you're kidding. I fucked up when I'm 18 years old and I can't be a doctor now? That's ridiculous. Oh, this is good. The Caribbean, but yeah. I can get my diploma in two years. Thank you very much. Exactly. Yeah, he went into toxicology. Well, was going into toxicology. I guess that's a good field. There's lots of toxic stuff around. Everything's toxic in some degree. Hey, so what do you think the new growth, uh, what, what do you think the economy's going to look like, you know, after the 4th? And uh, question, is the market going to, like, stabilize again after the 4th, or is it going to continue to plummet until it hits 3,000? Well, I think we're looking at several months of volatility. Like, it's, you know, it's been up 300, down 5, you know, up 200, up down, 200 seven. down 175, you know, whatever. And, you know, the volatility now is because they know who's going to be elected, you know. And well, now, what did you think about when the, when the crash finally crested 30 days out from the election? You know, all those factors sitting there all this time, just, just bomb, just ticking away, and, it, and the fuse goes off 30 days before the election, just in time to, to eliminate whatever little bump McCain had at that point and put him behind the eight ball. Well, you know, like I said, I do think that a lot of the uh, a lot of the downturn in the market is, you know, well, the even with a uh, uh, President Bush still in office, we've we've socialized the you know, large part of the financial sector of our of our economy. We've nationalized an industry that's failing, which is where communist governments don't fuck up. They only steal companies that are working well. <laughs> you know? Look at Vladimir boys over there in, yeah. in Russia. And now, here's the theory I have, too, now, you know, and a lot of people think this market thing is just, you know, bad fundamentals here and there. What if, you know, that, and there's always the side, the side that says the Democrats did it to make sure Barack got elected, you know, sacrificed $14 trillion of somebody else's money, doesn't matter to them, as long as they're born to win, so they can continue on with their program of utopia on Earth, you know. But I think that people are ignoring the fact that it could have been another operation, you know. And here's Vlad, all right? He goes to the Olympics and he has his boys invade Georgia. You know, slide down in through uh, Ossetia and, you know, kick the shit out of Georgians for a while. I, I think that pissed Dick Cheney off. You know, so Dick's sitting up there in his VP slot going, you know, I got a $13 trillion economy. He's got about $180 billion economy. If I tank the market, it's going to hurt us. It's going to destroy them. Let's do that. <laughs> you know, because the Russians... They're no longer the expansion power we were fearing so fiercely back in the uh, beginning of September. No, but you know uh, they sent those warships down to you know to Venezuela with a towboat because yeah. they weren't sure they could actually get there on their own. Yeah, but the the downside is this is the problem with short term thinking. Now the now own, who owns a lot of our market? The Chinese. Why do you think the yuan is so much more powerful than the dollar? Well, it was decoupled from the dollar for a long time. Yeah, they, they you know they strictly avoided any association with dollars and goods. Hey, when you when you're buying paperback books and there's no longer a separate higher price for Canadian dollars, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Canadian dollar is stronger than the American dollar. But the dollar's gaining strength on the open market. You know, what do you think about oil dropping down to like, it's under 65 a barrel now. You know, OPEC's having emergency meetings. Oh my God. I mean, it really hurts my heart to think of the sheik is not going to be able to send the Lamborghini to Britain to get the oil change. Actually, that was a Bugatti favor on Cherry. That's yeah, like yeah. $2 million. Dollars, so. Well, I think we kind of dropped the ball because uh, we used the excuse back in the 90s that, oh, it'll take too long to drill and get oil production. Well, they're using that same excuse now, but if we'd done it 10 years ago, the 10 years would be passed. Yeah. And we'd have some more independence. Brazil's teaming up with, uh, what, isn't it China? To the oil exploration. The are doing the Cuban thing, too. Oil exploration yep. off the shores of Brazil. Brazil's exploiting its own natural yeah, well, resources. Here's a question you're, in your minds, and you're well read. Two schools of thought on petroleum. You know, one school of thought is a dead dinosaur school. You know, the other thought is oil is actually something generated near the core mantle interface on the planet. Yeah, the or, Earth's or, which way do you go? I go with the, uh, it's a naturally occurring hydrocarbon from the internal processes of the Earth. When you're drilling 25,000 feet below the ocean floor and exploiting petroleum reserves where there are no fossils, how is this a fossil fuel? Now is an excellent question. Yeah. And how is this a fossil fuel when you're extracting it where there's no fossils? And, and how are you... No source rock. Yeah. Yeah, and how are you going back to tapped out oil fields and supposedly discovering, and discovering yeah. new oil? Because it's leaking up from further from, down. And it's it's still, so you read the Russian model then. Yeah, but they they not only did did they come up with this theory, they've exploited it and it's worked. Yeah. Uh that that to me that's you know, it, it's not it's not airtight scientific evidence, but it's leaning that way. Well, you know, the thing that flipped me on that was that uh there's a uh is a trace element that's found in every bit of oil anywhere. Unobtainium. No, not unobtainium. <laughs> it's uh, like it's some variation of helium, you know, that uh, that isn't really. I mean, it only exists at extreme depth and extreme pressure. You know, it and as a, as an isotope, it doesn't exist in nature. First, well, you know, yeah, the slice of the internet, slice of nature that we walk around and talk the about. The crust. Yeah, up here on the crust. But you know, so I'm, I'm abiotic oil. I believe is the, the correct way to go. You know, now granted. Geologic structure plays plays a big part in that because it actually you know has to have something to get capped up against. Sure. Otherwise, you don't develop any coolants. You know, so I'm thinking the Russians got it right there. Well, I mean, so I'd all say that chicken little crap about you know peak oil, peak oil, peak oil is just that. It's a, I put that well, in the same. Uh, to me, that's the same shit as global warming, global warming, global warming. Hey, no sunspots last month, boys and girls. We got snow. Yeah. I mean, it's not like years from now it's going to get colder. It's going to be cold as fuck this winter. Well, one of the, uh, I believe it was the Saudi Arabian petroleum minister, pointed out that, you know, the Stone Age didn't end because of the lack of stones. The Iron Age didn't end because of the lack of iron. The Oil Age isn't going to end because of the lack of oil. It's going to end because of advances in technology and changing what we use to power our world. Mm. Now, you know, solar and wind, these are all great crystal gripping granola chomping Birkenstock wearing hippie schemes <laughs> but they're not they're not workable well let me be as descriptive as possible crystal gripping the chewy my head stinking right now, yeah. <laughs> got that Stevie Nicks hair going on you know wearing yeah. that hemp jacket <laughs> but these are technologies that aren't they're not what they would have you believe yet you know, if you want, you want clean, efficient, abundant power, 
nuke, baby. That's the way to go. And you know what? So what? The Russians fuck up and everybody in Sweden has to throw out their milk? Yeah, I don't live in Sweden. <laughs> well, I think science or certain segments of it have become almost as dogmatic as religion. More so. You know, no, you... You, you know, this global warming hysteria that swept the globe. You know, and then, and then our opportunistic and parasitic politicians realized what a gold mine this fucking thing was. More guilt. We can guilt everybody into thinking that we got to cap and trade carbon credits. Al Gore's got a company set up to cap and trade carbon credits. Oh, hey, I left the car item on your mind going to cut it off. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to create a carbon crater. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just I had the AC cranked all the way up and the heater going. Yeah. I'm telling you. Well, you know, the thing about it is that, once again, it's, uh, you know, uh, there's another fucking, we could stick another fucking needle in a corpse and start sucking some more goddamn fluid out. You know, we'll, we'll suck out some some money for the uh, the guilt trip on carbon, uh, global warming. Like, humans really have, you know, do we have to deal with the consequences of planetary climate changes? Yeah. You know, and we're going to get some consequences. It's going to be a riot to me two years from now when we're talking about the miniature ice age and people in Chicago got to fucking leave because the Great Lakes have glassed over. And the big buildings are falling because the glaciers are pushing them down. What are you going to do about that, Fred? You know, Precisely. we can all move to fucking Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Time to start looking at Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica is yesterday. Panama. Panama, you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Panama? We need to uh, oh, go to yeah, Nick Perdomo's tobacco plantation. Nicaragua. Yes, mosquito-oriented banana countries are... Well, hey, I'm from easy. South Louisiana. I'm used to the mosquitoes. Uh, you know, I thought being from Georgia that I'd be up to speed for uh, Mediterranean sun exposure. You know, man, was I wrong. I got blistered the very first day I went to the beach. I wasn't out 15 minutes. Had to go back to the house. The next day, I looked like the color of your sweater <laughs> with these large water blisters fuchsia. all over. Yeah, and like, it was, it was bad enough to where I couldn't get my uniform on. I had to call the captain up and tell him, hey, sir, I got a sunburn. You know, I can article 15 your ass on that LT. Yeah. Yes, sir, I know that, but you're going to have to wait for this shit to get better before you can write me up, unless you want to come out to the house and do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be standing there in my underwear. I don't give a goddamn what, what uh, regulations are. I can't get my clothes on. It fucking hurts. I'm sorry. That was a fucking witch hazel goddamn. I don't know how many bottles of that I went through in four or five days. Ow. Man, it was bad. I've never gotten something like that before. Yeah, you know, when science starts ignoring evidence and to the contrary, that, that's bad. Yeah. Not that they should subscribe to pseudoscience. Why not? It's worked well for most of mankind. Got a point there. <laughs> that's what we need. We need to bring back the witch trials. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pay-per-view event that'd make a ton of fucking money. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could cash in on a phrenology clinic. Read the bumps <laughs> on your head. Be sweet. Oh. Bumps on your head? No problem. Are they bad bones? He'll read the head, I'll read the hand. Has anybody ever done any correlation work on that? Phrenology and then hand reading, palm reading? Yes, they're all correlated with being bullshit. <laughs> right up there with that key in your body. Yeah. That key has uh, got a mind of its own. <laughs> I tell you, it's, it's, a, it's a window of psychic force. Yep. Hey, it, it's sad when you have people who are doing quote-unquote psychic stuff for entertainment and they tell you that it's a trick and you have people come up afterwards who are like yes we know you have to say that honey we know you really do have a gift 
You'll be persecuted. You'll be burned for witchcraft. It's like, no, really, it's a trick. Yes, wink, wink, we know you have to say that. No, really, it's a trick. How, how bad is that when people don't believe, they believe the exact opposite of what they should be believing, which is, oh, it's a trick. Well, did you inquire as to whether they had any investment capital they needed to put somewhere? No kidding, why do I have a conscience? Damn. Damn. Tell it gets in the way. We could be millionaires. Well, you know, once again, dear, it's the hand of God. You know, it's the small things in life. It's not the big things. <laughs> you got to keep your eyes open. You know, he's a very discreet fellow. But obviously, he intended for those people to give you every red cent they own. Exactly. Now you frustrated his plan. <laughs> it's that damn free will. Jeez, yeah. who thought of that? Omnipotent, my ass. <laughs> I frustrated God's grand design. Things are. Worse off than we thought. <laughs> Butterfly effect, man. Butterfly effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's that movie that had that dumbass from uh, that 70s show. Right? Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher, or... yeah. Hey, we see Bone Demi Moore, so he's... Now there's a match made in heaven, isn't it? <laughs> hey, what do you think about all that crap I see on the tabloids there and the checkout lines? Laura and uh, George are getting a divorce. She's got know, an $18 million dollar mansion somewhere in Texas that she's going to move to, and George ain't allowed on the property. I mean, that, you know, that struck me as a curious intelligence because I hadn't heard mention of that anywhere else. Well, you know, it was last year there was, the, the rumor was that he was having an affair with Condi Rice and all this stuff, and I, I find that unbelievable because uh, I'm pretty sure Condi's never seen one up close. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter? Well, I'm just saying, you know, you know it's a way to keep your finger on the pulse of uh, some slice of the economy. I mean, some part of the, ma of the nation makes a daily, weekly pilgrimage. Pilgrimage? They go on, on uh, yeah. A journey. A journey to the store <laughs> to purchase this week's issue. Hey, ever since they quit publishing weekly world <laughs> news on the newsstand, I can already keep track of the ups and downs of the life of Bat Boy. Yeah, well, Bat Boy was a big, big guy for them. It was a, he was a franchise. Yeah, the possessed toaster Bigfoot. that burns bread with signs of Satan. I, Bigfoot's baby. There was some great articles. In Those are awesome. <sighs> what classics. Best ever, though, still The Onion. They never lost their sense of humor, even after September 11th. I'll never forget the headline, U.S. military strong as ever, say Quadragon officials. <laughs> <laughs> 6,000 runners fail to discover cure for breast cancer. <laughs> a good episode of Penn and Teller's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Breast cancer survivors talking about uh, the fact that, hey, if walking cured cancer, we'd all be done now. There would be no cancer. Yeah, that's true. It, it's, it's a great... Well, you know, that whole concept mm -hmm. of renegade cells. You know, part of your body goes on the warpath with everybody else and says, fuck y'all, we're not cooperating anymore. Mm -hmm. We're just going to breed malignantly until we choke off the source of life. But they, they point out in that episode, there's a there's a woman that uh, had a, a complete mastectomy like 15 years before, and she's very much an activist in that uh, in that field. And she says, "Look, the truth is, we're no closer to a cure for cancer than we were 15 years ago when I first got involved in this." You know. And, you know, some forms of cancer, sure. We have a friend who was uh, had a very rare form of cancer who uh, uh, was, there was two people in the country that had the form of cancer he had, and apparently the other guy was the control group for the treatment because he died. 
And uh, our friend survived. And, so uh, it's a 50% survival rate. Yeah. Yellow. Yeah. Gary, what's up, big guy? All hanging out in the basement, man, working away. What's going on with you? No. Oh, really? Good, good. I'm still insane myself. Yeah. Just keep busy. Yeah, I'm all excited about that, Gary. I said I'm excited about that. Well, you know, change, man. Well, change. Yeah, they don't get more specific. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, I don't think we got... I, don't, I wouldn't be that optimistic. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Oh, really? Jesus. That's a real bet. Really? Doing what? Oh, <laughs> you got a pool going. Okay, okay. All right, I, I got that, got that. Uh-huh. You got sour on nine millimeters for a while. Uh huh. Well, yeah, that would. That. Oh yeah, I got tons of it. Oh, I don't know, Gary. I'd have to find it all first. That's a big issue with me. Uh, not right now. I haven't had one of those in years. Well, you know, things come, things go. Yeah, but you got to give me a couple of weeks to dig it out, man. I'm still as, you know, I'm still in the, uh, everything's in a box, and I don't know what box. Life's busy, man. It's tough to get time to, to dig into stuff. No, see, that's in one of them boxes, too, Gary, like we talked last time. Yeah. He says no, I'm not in 303. He sounds like Boom Howard from King of the Hill. They know we. Well, if it's a soft point, it's a 303. It's more than adequate for a whitetail. Come on, Gary. <laughs> what are you absconding with? I don't know, man. I couldn't While tell he's you. Occupied. Seven three oh three. Ooh, Zulu horse. Oh, wow, that's impressive, Gary. That's the first one I ever got. Hmm. Cool.
like do you like doing deals? No, not yet, Gary. I've been real busy. Been, I've actually been working in politics here. Hey, listen, man, I, I hate to cut you off, dude, but i got a little meeting I'm in right now, and I need to get back to this. Uh, Alan Buckley, libertarian, dude. All right, if I get a chance, I'll, I'll rattle around. All right, bye. Crazy Gary. Oh, my gosh. He calls up about once a month. How do you get, in, how do you get your number? Do you give it to him? Yeah. He's not so crazy anymore. I mean, I think. <laughs> well, he's not as crazy as he was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. I mean, back when we worked at Southeastern. Crazy oh, Gary would come damn. in. And he said, let me look at that gun. So he'd take the gun out of the case and hand it to him. And he'd walk off to the corner of the store, turn his back, you know, stand in the corner, look over his shoulder, and then fiddle with it a little bit, you know. It, the first time he did this, I was kind of alarmed, you know, because I'm thinking, like, well, the motherfucker's not walking out of here with a goddamn gun. That just ain't going to happen, you know. But he, he had this little routine. He would go and stand in the corner so nobody could watch him, you know, and play with a gun and bring it back, you know, and then do that one or two times, you know, maybe two times, you know. And uh, he was real bad about wanting to show you something, but he would, like, hold it so close you couldn't see it, you know. That was when he was really tuned. You know, then he got his medication tuned. But he in. wasn't the craziest fucker that used to come in there. Oh, no. Black helicopter dude. Black Window helicopter washer. Dude. Black helicopter dude. Dad, he was fucking crazy. You didn't have to sell him a gun, did you? No, I let Shane sell him a gun. Oh. Well, you sent all the crazy ones to Shane. <laughs> yeah. Like this exoskeleton man. <laughs> yeah. Are you being troubled by six-foot grasshopper, sir? I still tell that story. People are like, no way. I'm like, yes, oh, yeah. it's amazing who comes in. And well, they have valid needs. <laughs> Six-foot grasshopper is Giant a valid locust. need. I would want to shoot something. You know, I'd want to have something to shoot that with as well. Mm -hmm. I understand. Hey, that and the giant spiders that are coming. <laughs> it's the six-inch ants that bother me, you know, because there'll be a lot of them, you know, so it's yeah. obviously going to have to be a, a rimfire round or something. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to keep enough ammunition. Do you ever watch Monster Quest? Uh, I might flip through it every now and then. I don't do a hell of a lot of TV anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I usually start watching TV at 10, 30, 11 o'clock, call it quits by midnight and go to bed. We usually stick to BBC America or we'll watch things like Mythbusters. Mythbusters uh, good show. Dirty Jobs. You know, I find myself in the late hours, I get, I get cruising along and I'll get locked on that damn How Things Are Made show. Oh, she, she loves that. That is... Strangely addictive, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? It's always the same story. Nothing but machines. Yeah. It's. I'm telling you, man. It's a. Uh, it's a propaganda piece from Skynet. We're <laughs> <laughs> fucking grinding out Terminators, man. There's never a we human being in that are. fucking show, exactly. except in a menial task. It, well, yeah. yeah, you're replacing the fucking D cells in the T101 Arnold model uh, Terminator. You know, but hey, the, the, the thing about it is, is, is the wonderful precision that stuff happens with. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like oh, there's wow. my country. You know, bottling soda, making no, soap it's Canada. Or, you know, whatever. Most of that's Canada. Yeah, most of those are Canadian. Really? You'll see. You'll see a lot yeah. of. You'll see a lot of humans when they do the uh, musical instruments. Because yeah, so much yeah. of that is still fine detail work. You ever seen a Terminator playing a musical instrument? No. 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 Precisely my point. Yeah. So. Except the Uber Babe uh, Terminator that's on uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, Summer Glau, the actress used to be in Firefly. No, I didn't even know. Oh, yeah, she's in the Terminator. Show out there about yeah, oh, yeah, it comes on Mondays. See, yeah. I don't even know about that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Fox executives are still going to burn in hell for canceling Firefly. <laughs> yeah, they'll be smoking turds in hell for that. Nah, I will. That was good. I, mean, I, used, I used to watch Firefly. That was okay. a great show. You know, but that was back when I was still back when I was a pawn and slave of the Powell Enterprises. You know, yeah. sacrificing every weekend of my life for eight years. And okay, the change I've in had, management, I, I resigned my position respectfully and never hear a word back. I've heard tons of people, especially, in fact, just last night, going, you know, uh, everybody's always known to deal with the night and weekend crew up there, but now all the cool people are gone, <laughs> so we don't go up there. And uh, our, one of our friend's fathers went up there. He had a, uh, a certificate from Heckler & Coke. He's an airline pilot. He had one of those discounted deals on a... Uh, on a USP, which yeah. is what the TSA allows them to carry or whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they still make their money on it. It didn't do anything to them except order one for him. He, uh, he left there convinced that the staff had mainly arrived via short bus that morning. They could absolutely not understand what he was talking about, you know. And he's like, all right, you know, get bent. He went and got it from David's, you know, which is probably why David's is still in business. Well, you know, you got to have this bill over somewhere. Yeah. I, I tell you, if, if the original crew could ever come up with enough capital to own to open their own shop, well, you could probably put the Powells out of business, man. I don't care about putting them out of business. They need to be in business so that there's a standard so, to compare them to. There you go. Really, they Make have, you a, look, well, they have yes. a vital function in the marketplace. They yeah. are the they are the bottom rung of standards and. Well, they got lots of stuff, but they got poor customer service because they have absolutely no concept of. of well, and the, and they they really and I've heard this from people that didn't know that I used to work there. Uh, a lot of people won't go in there because their impression is the place is full of gangbangers. You go in there and it's full of thugs. And I've been in there and seen that with my own eyes, so I don't blame people for having that. i got to admit, you know, in the last two years, the customer base had changed radically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had a number of people tell me that they don't want to go there because they, they think that's where gangbangers buy guns. And, you know, well, I can't argue. Well, the ATF traces that keep coming in or any occasion, yeah. uh, there's probably evidence to back that statement up. But, you know, one of the reasons I got involved with Chris on this libertarian thing, one of the carrots he hung in front of me was that, uh, you know, when we get done with the cycle, no matter how it turns out, you know, Chris is going to help me get some financing. Because I've located it. i got a 10,000-square-foot building less than two miles from here that I can get for $2 a square foot a month. Jeez. Wow. I mean, you know, so it's like... In this area, that's That's a $20,000 lease per year. Now, granted, it's, it's rough. But it's 10,000 square feet. It's the end of a dead-end road. It's fenced. The, the whole 14-acre lot is fenced. There's a tow truck company operating on part of it. There's a Russian auto export firm that's operating on part of it. <laughs> get rubbed out by red fellas. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was talking to, because me and Dominic were looking at that initially. I, I mean, I found a property and contacted the landowner. And, you know, Don's been supposedly in cahoots with me now for three years to get a gun shop going. But, you know, that's just not going to happen, you know, because he hasn't any, he hasn't got any money, I don't have any money, you know, so part of the deal with Chris on this libertarian issue was that, you know, let's hook up with me on this, help me out with this, and then I'll see what we can get done on this other operation, you know, after the election, but now, you know, according to Chris, we're like hanging on until maybe the 2nd of December, and I was going like, what do you mean, he goes, well, you know, we're probably going to end up going to work for Jim Martin, doing the same things we're doing for Alan, and I'm going like, well, we're going to get paid this time, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good good call. Yeah. If I work for the Democrats, they got to pay me. 
I work for a Republican for nothing. I mean, excuse me, a Libertarian for nothing. But I won't work for a Republican or a Democrat for squat. Do you think anything ever got shot or just dry fired a lot? Uh, it looks like it's just been dry fired a lot because the, uh, the nipples are all hammered flat. Wow, kids. We've already hit 32 minutes on the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and sign us off, back it up, and play a little bit of it. And we'll see what it, what it turns out. So that's, uh, that's the end of podcast number one with a three-person crew. Shane, Dave, and Marissa. We may be back next week. We may not. Who knows?